Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Hey, this is Kevin Gosman. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's Best Sports Talk. Have you heard? The birds, the word. Section 336 the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, the Orioles started the week okay, really good, and then it went really bad. But it's only fitting, there's a new member of Section 336, and so far in his life, he gets to know the Orioles the same way we do, as losers. All right, obviously, I am not the endearingly stuttering Matt Soroka. He is out <laughs> today, and no, he's not going to come in mid-show like last week. But joining me, like always, is the Zany Burt Roadie. What up, 336ers? And filling in for Matt this week is Glenn Clark from Glenn Clark Radio and Press Box Online. Am I going to hit like Jonathan Scope now? Is that the way this <laughs> is going to work? Because my average could use it. We're moment. sharing the coconut water in studio again. This is delicious. I'm a fan. Yeah, some home run juice. If it if it makes me perform the way that Jonathan Scope has this, although he hasn't had a great week, so maybe I need to, to stop this. But if it does, I'm all in. No, I, th- I think if there's anything we've learned from the Orioles, the way you hit home runs is coconut juice and swapping bats. Notice right. we're, we're not yeah. serving powdered donuts in the house here. Uh, right. No Kevin Gausman you know, uh, maybe, treats. Maybe he's got to go back to that. <laughs> Did I, yeah, I heard it, that. Did he quit it at some point? Did he I, quit I think, with the powdered donuts? I think he quit it when he got to the majors. I don't know. I don't know that he quit it. I I still can't fathom. So everybody's still on the kick where it's the it's the gum. It's the fault, gum, right? Like that's <laughs> the gum. That's the problem. Is you know what? There was a caller on the radio today talking about that. Yeah, yeah. the gum. And I, I think Stan started the gum. Stan well, the I mean, fan. Stan the fan is the first person I heard pushing the gum theory. And I, look, I've heard a few people talk about it now, and it seems bizarre. And I've brought it up with like baseball people, and they're like, "Dude, you're way overthinking this. Like, there's no <laughs> right. way." But like at the same time, I think to myself. Boy, these guys are like horses, right? Like they do everything the same yeah, way yep. before every start. They do nothing different. Yeah. They eat the same stuff. Like maybe there's something to this nonsense. And and yeah, yeah. and well, I buy into it a little bit because he, he's pitching. He's got to focus. It's a big mental thing. It's it's they talk about how pitchers and how Gosman before wore a mouth guard not to protect his teeth, but because he would be grinding them 
while pitching and focusing. So gum's going to change something. And you know what? We all are looking for excuses for this year. What about the glasses? Did he get LASIK or something? Yeah, but he had that like two years ago. Last year he did all right. He didn't do glasses right. last year? Last yeah, year was The rec LASIK. specs have been gone for I'm a little I'm still while. two years behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. rec specs have been gone. Although I'm just in favor of bringing back the rec specs even if you don't need them. <laughs> right. Because I just think it's they make clear. an amazing it, fashion. Is that what they call the Chris Sabo look? The Chris Sabo look, yes. sure. Except, Basketball except he had the full band look. going around. <laughs> yeah, right? I love it. So, But, yeah, I mean, there's got to be some excuse for Kevin Gosman. And that is, do we go with the gum excuse because we all just don't want to admit that maybe he's not going to take that step? Is he the Bud Norris of uh, the Orioles pitching Starting no. pitching rotation this nah, year. That's the Jake Carrietta. That's the boy. That's God, the that's scare. tough to listen to, right? It's real <laughs> tough to hear people start throwing around Jake Carrietta, and you just yeah, you, you don't you don't want to hear it, and you want to ignore it, and you want to believe that somehow, some way, things will get fixed, and the, you listen to people yeah. say he should be sent down. Ah, dude, I don't know, man. It's tough. Does it's it tough. does it help that Jake Carrietta sucks this year? That like that was kind of like a flash in the pan for Arietta. Well, the, the, all the Cubs, the Cubs are not living up to par right now. They they have a little bit of a World Series hangover going on as an entire organization right now. Yeah, because you're allowed to when you uh when you win the World Series. Right. Yeah, you get you get that pass. It's, it's like the That's Ravens. Right. We're all still giving yeah. the Ravens pass. Although it's been five years. Like, when the Cubs won, I legitimately thought they were going to win like the next five. Like they're, I was they're supposed very, to. I was very fearful of that. Yeah. No, it's supposed to be Yankees and Cubs for the next five years. Yeah. Oh no. And that boy, God, I'm really scared of that too. Um. I don't know, man. I don't know if it helps that they suck now because, I look, I was always convinced it was never going to work here. I'm never, I've talked about this at nauseum. I don't do the revisionist history thing. I didn't have a problem with that trade when they made it. Right. I just didn't think it was going to work. I didn't think Jake Carrier was going to get it figured out. And I had right. no problem with the team saying we're not going to continue to give a roster spot to somebody who isn't contributing when we're trying to win. And we think we can get somebody here that's going to contribute. Now, i got a bigger problem with the fact that they just let Scott Feldman walk <laughs> right. at the end of the year, as they have with everyone that they've traded for in the middle of the season. Right. They never bothered to, to sign those guys well, back up. Except Wade Miley. Well, right. Wade Miley or I guess, still no, he was still under right. contract. They didn't sign him again. You're right, right. You're right. All of the guys. None of the, none of the rentals, the, the two-month rentals. Yeah, have yeah you're right. So they've given away all of these parts consistently. I told the story today. I was like sitting in this bar in Williamsport, which there's a bar in Williamsport. Hey. Go figure. Uh, uh, little little on, League, World Series. On Saturday right. night. Yeah, that's exactly where it is. So um, they the, the Brewers game, for whatever reason, was on the TV. It was the Brewers and the Mets. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I looked up, and Zach Davies was pitching, and I just had this like feeling of, God, no, really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need this in my life. Like, I don't need this feeling. And apparently, <laughs> Zach Davies sucks this year, so I don't have to feel that bad about it. That is, that is the worst when you turn on ESPN and it's and yeah, it's a, a, and it's yeah, Zachy Davies or even Eduardo Rodriguez <laughs> it's or tough man. Uh, who's it's tough? Who's the guy uh, that we interviewed and now he's doing well in Oakland? Andrew Triggs. Andrew, Andrew Triggs. Triggs. Yeah, yep. yeah. Andrew Triggs has been great. He was, he was this trash season. when we had him on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was partially. Uh, I wouldn't say it's our fault, but it's definitely the Orioles' fault. Well, he still sucked at the time. We didn't know who he was. They said, we're going to interview with uh, uh, Scotty McGregor, and then all of a sudden, Scotty McGregor bails in the last minute, like, um, okay, well, we got you Andrew Triggs. It's like, okay, great. I don't know anything about Andrew Triggs. Thanks. That, that typically, when that happens to me, I just start talking to him about food. Like, I don't, <laughs> right. I don't really have any questions for you, so let's talk about food. Who we have on some? Oh, we should like have that done recently. that. But see, that, yeah, this was in person. He walked. He, we're introduced. <laughs> we're told about the change. While Andrew Triggs is standing next to the guy, <laughs> yeah, it's his first time at big league at big league spring training. He's never done interviews before, okay. and we're supposed to talk to Andrew well, Triggs. I mean, I'm sure it went swimmingly. He, and he, and they, sure. uh, they DFA'd him like three days later. Yeah, no, but he's killing it. No, he this season, he's killing it. Yeah, it's tough. But again, like I, I don't, 
I didn't have a problem with the Arietta thing. I have a problem with the fact that they continuously do this in-season trade thing, give up pieces, don't sign free agents, and never re-sign the guys they go out and get. Right. The only one that was atrocious, the only one that I can say with confidence that at the time I felt one way about it, and I'm not going to change my mind, was the Paro one. It's the worst trade that's what I was, that's what I was It was horrendous. Yeah. It was a horrendous trade. It was a bad team that had no chance of doing anything that season, that was making a trade for the sake of making a trade. Right. And it was a rental player who they weren't going to bring back. And I, Zach Davies was that. Zach Davies was the pitching Trey Mancini, right? Like, he kept producing, and everybody just kept refusing to believe right. that it meant anything. Right. Because he wasn't a top-notch prospect, because his stuff didn't overwhelm you, so nobody bought into what Zach Davies was doing. But he performed at every level that he was at. He was always consistently good. I never understood that move. I still don't understand that move. That's the only one that I truly had a problem with and that I truly sit back and still shake my head at. The rest of the moves they made in season, for the most part, were fine. Right, it's right. Every, like, everyone likes to always go back and complain about the Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller trade was worth it 100 times out well, of Well, he was times. the best one they ever acquired. That was the best the move season. they ever yeah, did. Absolutely. And, so, and, and if they had re-signed re Andrew Miller, dude, you right. know what I mean? Like We would have all been thrilled. If they had given yeah. Andrew Miller the money yes. they gave Darren O'Day... And again, different story, yeah. Right, yeah. But absolutely. Um, but and then again with Jake Arrieta, you can't be upset about that because since Jake Arrieta's moved on, the Orioles have had success. They they've done fine. Yeah. Yes, he, uh, having a Cy Young in your in your <laughs> you pitching staff could use another would pitcher. <laughs> would it have ever been Arietta and AL Cy Young in Baltimore? There's no way. No, no, I don't think so. I I think and a lot of people have talked about Chris Basio and how much he meant to him and. Some of the things they're able to do. I think also sometimes guys just need to go somewhere else and see yeah. a different part of the world, and it changes them. And I think that's why when people bring it up with Kevin Gosman, look, I have the same fear. I absolutely have the same fear that Kevin Gosman is going to end up somewhere else and is going to kill it uh, once the Orioles decide they can't they can't put up with it any longer. Right. But I also wonder if it's a maturity thing that you you block out these guys when you're young, and then it's the same guys speaking into you. So when you go to a new organization, it's new guys to listen to at a different level. Yeah. That, but. It's it's frustrating to watch. Uh, people were bringing up the idea that he felt pressure from being the opening day starter and from Chris Tillman not being there. That that, they, that Galsman had to do this. It was all on his shoulders. I never, you know, like you're the you're the number one starter once. Right, right. Like you're one time. You're that guy. What about every start after that? What do you think of there being like an intimidation factor because Dylan Bundy is now so much better? Than Kevin Gosman. It's interesting. It's an interesting like the two are so intricately tied together mm -hmm. with everything related to the Orioles that one guy is lighting the world on fire and you feel like you have to live up to that. I'm reminded a little bit of the year Chris Davis hit 50 home runs and then the next year we get Nelson Cruz who proceeds to hit 50 home runs and mm -hmm. Chris Davis falls off of, out of nowhere. What happened to the Chris no, that Davis? Was Adderall. <laughs> that was Adderall. Yeah, that was an true. Adderall problem. He forgot his prescription. Yeah, right. right, but I see what you're saying. He's trying. You're thinking Gosman's trying too hard. Maybe. I mean, look, I is it between his ears? I don't know. Or I in mean, his arm? We 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 we're complaining about Gosman because he just gave up a bunch of runs. He he pitched the uh, didn't he pitch the the yeah in the game the where we gave game. up eleven runs? Yeah. yeah. Oh, even when they front him a, a five run lead, he but, still coughs it away. But like less than a week ago, Gosman did pitch outstanding against the Nats. Now, and a lot of people bring up even then, he was outstanding for five innings. And yes, then, and that's the problem. He falls mm -hmm. apart. Yesterday, he looked excellent until, what, the fifth inning, right? Yeah, fifth inning, fourth, inning. fourth, yeah, fourth. Right. Yeah, it was All the fourth right. inning. He's, we got, a, he's got a pitch count problem. We got a question in the chat room. Do you guys think that Galsman will be any chance he gets sent to AAA to find his old self? No. Well, who's going to pitch? Yeah. Are you going <laughs> to go with Alec Asher? 
This is I don't know. I mean, there's an argument that Astros have got better numbers than Gosman right. right now. Okay, this is the same problem you have when you bring up Ibaldo, right? Like, you get to the point where you just want to say to yourself, well, anything is better than Ibaldo, and then somebody's got to say back to you, really? Uh, have you yeah. seen what anything is? Dude, I'd be all for If Chris Lee was lighting the world on fire, if he was banging down the door where you, where you had to, where you didn't have a choice. Right, right. And right. you wanted to do that and give him a shot and let Gosman go down, I'd, I'd listen to that. If there was a qualified major league pitcher in your bullpen that was a starter that you had brought on to be a long man and you wanted to turn, you don't have any of those things. Right. You just don't have options. No. And, and, and you just brought up the, the biggest thing that's so frustrating this year is uh, Jimenez. Everyone wants to talk about get rid of Jimenez. Right now, Jimenez has a better ERA than Gosman. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jimenez, 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 is, Jimenez is pitching way deeper into games than Gosman. Well, he's delivered you three good starts this season now, right? right. Jimenez has been yeah. three. Now, I get it. That's just three, and the rest have been he's, garbage. Right. But he, do you know how many starts he's had? Six. Six. Is that what it is, yeah. really? Yeah. Is it really three out of six? It's, it's three out of six. Gosman's pitched nine so far yeah. for 41 and a half innings. Yeah, we were, I'm, pulling we were, up, I'm pulling up Jimenez right now. I didn't realize it. Yeah, was Jimenez six. has oh, an ERA of 6.15, has six starts. He's been in seven games because he did oh, you know, come I, in out of one the bullpen. Of, one of the games that I'm counting as a quality game was the game he came out of the bullpen. So he hasn't had right, three so good that's starts. That's true. That's true. Right. He's had two good starts and, and a then, really good appearance out of the bullpen. Right, then he cleaned up. Yeah, that's what that he's was, got. That was but as far as a guy that's more – like when you go into that night, who's most likely to give you a quality start? Jimenez. I mean, that's that sucks. Jimenez. That's a horrible thing to have to say, but it this this yeah, 2017. That's been the case so far. How, didn't Jimenez go eight innings one game this yes. year? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. That was against the Reds though, and he all he's always great against the National League. That's the problem. Well, Jimenez. yeah, and I mean that is he's a National League pitcher for so long. Well, and that's something to say for some of these guys that we saw like. Zachy Davis go to the Brewers and perform. It's I love that he's still Zachy Davis for you. <laughs> Zachy, Zach Davis. What's that from? What's, where does that come from? I don't know. We, oh, okay. Don't know. We, we've been missing his name for Forever. years on this show. But right. anyway, that, that is now stuck in Zachy Davis in the National League. I think we're starting to learn that the American League is a tougher league than the, than the National League. We're starting to learn. I think. I, <laughs> no, I think if there's anything, we're it's it's becoming pretty clear. I, I it's something we've always talked about. But we're seeing it kind of firsthand now with former Orioles. Okay, so for pitchers, yeah. Yeah, Pit- for pitchers. For pitchers, absolutely. You're yeah. always going to prefer to be in the National League because you get a free out. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's not it's not hard to figure out why it is that you'd rather be in the National League. You get a free out in the process. Unless uh, it's uh, Madison Bumgarner. Well, you got to worry about right? that. Free run homer. <laughs> um, outside of that, All right. uh, you get a free out. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not. It's, it's not surprising that guys do better when they face National League teams. I, so we want to send him down. That's all good, all well and good. I don't, I'm not even tell you it's the wrong idea to send Kevin Gosman down. But two things: you complain when the Orioles sent him down. Every Orioles fan complained about the yo yo. Oh yeah, the yo yo and yeah. Of how Kevin Gosman. That's handled. true. We did. Do, yeah, that's, yeah. All you did for two years was complain about sending Kevin Gosman. <laughs> He's down. schooling us. Now you get to this point. You're saying, well, maybe they should send Kevin Gosman. Yeah. Down. <laughs> all right. It can't. You can't have it both ways. And then two. Again, who's somebody's got to pitch. You've got to send somebody out there every fifth day, and unless you think it's Edwin Jackson or Alec Asher or Jason Aquino, and I don't think any of those are good after You're forgetting Gabriel Yanoa. Yeah, right, and Noah. You know uh, it. One of the two Inoas that somehow exist in baseball. <laughs> right. Go figure. Um, yeah, I don't think any of those guys are good options, so I'm probably willing to stick it out with Gosman. I think that's a conversation that you're revisiting after Memorial Day. I don't think you're having that conversation legitimately until June. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, would, I, and I, I would think, agree with that. And I think if that happens, he, I bet he gets sent down with soreness. 
Oh yeah, and, oh, and they're not going to say, "Oh, he sucks. He's going down." It, right. It's a it's a ten day DL. Right, it's an auto DL. Yeah, he's yeah, got a cough, a, a right. pothole cough. It's really weird. As he was walking, is out to the the car. He just happened to stumble a little bit. Yeah. Turned his. I mean, the, yeah, the ten day DL is. I I'm shocked that it was not Buck and Dan pushing for MLB. So to, is the word the Dodgers are just sort of openly abusing it? To give guys uh, to skip guys in the I th- rotation. I thought that's what we're doing. Well, yeah, but that's like I think they're not even like masking it. Like, like they're legitimately like, just like saying blister sore. Right, they're just saying, look, we're gonna Ryu's not gonna pitch this time through because why not? I mean, it's a rule. Who cares? Well, I agree. And if the no... players will go along with it. Look, everybody always talks about how easy it is to put somebody on the DL. If if a player doesn't want to go on the DL and is pissed about it, right. Like there's a right. there's a problem, and that that will not go over with the players' association and things. But for the most part, if you can get the players on board and say, "Dude, we're just going to skip you one time through the rotation," that's right. it. Yeah, that's all we're doing. We're just trying to keep you fresh for the rest of the season. Right. Like if you're the Dodgers at the moment, we happen to have six pitchers that we trust, and so we can do it. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Or the Orioles, our bullpen's dead. We need to rotate it. Well, too. the way they're doing their bullpen is essentially it's the. So the big picture question that nobody's talking about is whether or not they need to go full in on bullpenning. That Brian right. Kenny, you know, yeah, the yeah, the phenomenon. The, yeah, and we've we've I feel like we've talked about that for a couple of years too, and it, because of times where it seems like our guys can't pitch past the six inning. Well, the question would be: Yesterday, would you have been okay as soon as Kevin Gosman got in trouble in the fourth? With yeah, just saying we're not doing this. Right. We have no right. we have no faith in our starting pitchers, and maybe it's not even that we, you're saying you don't have any faith in your starting but, pitchers. You're saying we're embracing the fact that we have eight more pitchers than teams really do because we're using all of these guys. You know, Paul Fry can come back, Stefan Crichton. Right. This is the way that we're going to operate. So right. because we have the ability to use all these pitchers, we're not going to let any of our – as soon as but, a pitcher gets in trouble, he's gone. But the Orioles will never do that because – it's Kevin Gosman. It's the guy who's supposed to be your future. He's supposed to be taking this step, and he's up by five runs. Oh, I hear you. He's got the lead. I'm, I'm not arguing with the, you about that. I, what I'm saying he, is, should they? Should, should they, they consider fully embracing bullpenning? And, yes, and I think. I think for every game, there should be a guy who's the, the your long man who's a piggyback. Yeah, a guy who you're saying you're ready to go in there. If if we're seeing a little loss of control, if we're seeing anything, you're going in right away. Prepare to pitch three, four innings. Yeah, I mean that's I, I, I think that Brian Kenny is talking about it as much as he is because he knows it's going to happen at some point. Like at some point, I think baseball is going to come around to bullpenning. Well, I don't think this is a, <laughs> I, I, no, I, and part of it is because we have seen uh, baseball change with the seventh, eighth, ninth inning with dominant bullpens. Right, we've seen that. Short so why not games. change it in the fourth? Exactly. So, uh, so why wouldn't you do that? So. Pitch three innings, you get through the lineup, then you, they got to see a new pitch in. Isn't that what we know about baseball? Is yeah. that a pitcher is better and, the first time through the lineup than yep, they are? You right, know what I mean? and like, what we know is baseball has to adapt. And baseball players have adapted with video study, that they can study and watch these pitchers and know exactly what's going down. So now the pitching side has to adapt, and bullpenning might be one way to do that. I, I'm – I've – like the concept alone – and maybe it's because we don't have good pitchers in Baltimore. Maybe I would feel differently <laughs> right. about this if Max Scherzer played for the Orioles. And I get that you're not going to do it with everybody, and there's going to be guys that, whose track record is proven to the point where you say, we're not piggybacking you. And and maybe, boy, you can't even do it with Chris Tillman at this point this season. But, I mean, like the concept would be that you wouldn't do it with Chris right. Tillman, that with Chris Tillman you would say he gets more rope to hang and- himself than than Kevin Gosman does, than Wade Miley does, than Ubaldo Jimenez does, but I'm f- I'm fully a proponent of it. I think it's not that far off. 
What the Orioles are doing is not that drastically different than bullpen. Yeah, I don't think we're, I don't think bullpen is what we want to do. What I want to see from this bullpen, and what I want to see Buck adjust a little bit, is what we saw in the postseason uh, with the Cubs. I want to see the leverage situations and forget about O'Day pitching the eighth. How about O'Day when you really need it out? If O'Day needs o- to come in, in the fourth, when you need a double, when you need a double play, right. you bring in O'Day. Yeah, I, I don't. I've never understood why that's right. all that difficult to figure out. If you're in trouble in the fourth, and and you want to win that game, exactly, and that is still one of the things that you're trying to figure out is when teams value winning that game versus protecting your team for the next three days. Right, sure. right, and we see that with Buck in tie games. He still doesn't go to those those high right. leverage guys. Well, yesterday it was apparent that it mattered that they were going to win the game because as soon as Kevin Gosman gave up the home run, they said, we're going to go get somebody. Right. We want to try to win the game. Well, if it mattered to you to win the game, why was Kevin Gosman in there to face Mike Moustakis to begin with? If, we- if ma- winning the game mattered, do you think Kevin Gosman was your best bet to get Mike Moustakis out in that situation um, with two runners on base at that point? Right. I-, I don't think so. I don't know what argument there would be that he was your best bet. Now, maybe the argument is there's nobody that can get Mike Moustakis out that pitches for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, but yeah, I would have gone to somebody right there. We got it. We got a couple things here in the chat room. Right, uh, b- before, some... we, before we get to those, real quick. Yeah, yeah. I realized I just pulled up the show notes and I realized we never entered the show. We never set it up. We just <laughs> went straight into bashing Kevin Gosman. Did we even say who the guest was? We did. we did. We said Glenn's joining us. Okay, but we didn't say why Matt's out. Oh yeah, so yeah. We, we at least got to get to the big announcement awesome. for Matt. Well, and and let me. Before, I'll lead into that because a couple people here in the chat room are saying, you know, the four game losing streak is their fault. Charlie saying uh, he was at graduation parties all weekend, so he missed the last four games. The losing streak is obviously his fault. I said I was in Rehoboth this weekend. I missed it, two of the games. It actually is my fault, and I'll explain in a second. Well, Glenn's got a reason for it, his being his fault. Joy said she watched all four games, so therefore it's her fault because she actually watched them all. Glenn, oh. what, what, what's your reason? Well, it's not my fault. I'll say okay, that. Okay, so I do the, I've do. i done this thing in the last couple of years when the Orioles get off to good starts in the season where I hashtag never lose ever after <laughs> the game is over. It's my favorite thing. I don't know. It's so simple <laughs> and people get into it. I, I like that. Um, I share it on Facebook and Twitter. This year I added a second element, which is um, man of the match, right? It's a soccer term, obviously. Man of the match is the, the player that was best on the field. I don't know why, but like one night I had been doing some drinking and, and I just decided that – I honestly don't remember who the first one was, but I just said, like, Adam Jones, man of the match. I'm going to do that now for every game. And now it's picked up some steam into the point where people are chiming in and saying, you're wrong, or I disagree, and I want to have an opinion, and things along those lines. So last Wednesday, when they were up on the Nationals comfortably, um, it had been a weird game where, like, nobody had multiple hits. Yeah. And who pitched on Wednesday? Miley, but he only pitched for, like, five innings. Right. There was no obvious answer for man of the match. So in, like, the seventh inning... I just said, I'm going to need to solicit some suggestions for man of the match. And it was the first time I had done it bef- before the game was over. I had never said that before the game was over. And, of course, uh, you- the bullpen imploded, and they haven't won a game since then. <laughs> okay. So I made a public apology on both Facebook and Twitter over the weekend that I've accepted my blame. It's my fault. I will never do such a thing again. I, I wholeheartedly apologize to all parties involved. And I punished myself. At uh, Mother's Day brunch, I only allowed myself two trips to the buffet instead of normally <laughs> four or five. So I've, that's, uh, I've that's, taken uh, punishment strict, for my action. So no more mid-game man of the match. I'll never bring it up again before the game Fair is enough. Over. I will well, never do Matt it or That Josh. also reminds me, I did forget that I had tickets to Wednesday. Yeah, game. Thursday. No, I had tickets to Wednesday. I didn't know I had tickets to Wednesday. 
What? Those really nice seats behind home plate sat empty on Wednesday night. What? And I then found out that I had tickets to Wednesday. You had both games? I had both games. Josh! Yeah. Pretty funny, man. I That's forgot. unbelievable. I wanted to go. I found out around 8 o'clock during the game I'm watching, and the person texts me and says, are you stuck in traffic? Wait, are those the ones with the like uh, nice uh, oh, yeah. buffet dinner? You have to wear a tie. Yeah. yeah, it's all you can eat. 8 o'clock, I get a text. Are you stuck in traffic? What's going on? I said, oh, I've got tickets for tomorrow. And they say, no, I sent you tickets for both nights. Oh. So that, that might be my fault as well. Oh. Josh, what's the real reason the Orioles lost the last four games? Well, because Sorokas do not know Orioles winning baseball. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a lifetime of, of Orioles losing when the Sorokas go. Is that for real? Well, I mean, no, but okay. I mean, I'm three and zero this year for games I've gone to. No, I, yeah, this year, I th- I think anyone who's been going to games this year has pretty good winning record because the Orioles have a good home. They've record. only lost three home games so far but, this year. But we've all went through 14 years of crap. Well, yeah, everybody. so it's only yeah, sure. it's only fitting that the newest Soroka at least goes through a few of this, and hopefully, it's not 14 games. So on Saturday, Matt's not Matt's not joining us because on Saturday, his wife had their first child. So uh, we want to congratulate Matt and Emily for Silas John Soroka. Their son joined on, uh, born on Saturday Joined afternoon. the Earth, Earth, thing, Earth Society. Bert, Bert camped out at the uh, hospital waiting for she it. She tailgate? <laughs> I wish. She tailgate? That's my favorite. I want to do that. I, so mine's due in three weeks now, my second one. Second one? Yeah, my second one's due in about three weeks. And I really want... Like to have somebody camp at tailgate at the hospital. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Waiting out, right? Like grill. I don't know what the rules are, but gr- just some right. grilling. You drink too much, for. you just bring the IV straight yeah, out. You're good. We're good. We got. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish I'd have thought of that. Yeah. I was, I was playing with the, uh, you know, like at the, right in the doctor's room at pediatrician's office. Those little wires with the beads on them. You can string the beads through the wires like a little roller coaster. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The the waiting room at the hospital is the worst. Yes. Because you're usually not there for a good thing. No, and everything you touch, I assume I'm getting sick. Yes. And there's never, I know this is such a small complaint, but I'm a fat ass, so this is what we do. <laughs> there's never been anything good to eat in a hospital ever in the history of humanity. Oh, see, here, here's the trick, Uh-oh. and here's what I do. Here's what someone did for me and what I did for Matt and Emily. Before you go visit the baby, text and ask if we can bring you any okay. food. So I do appreciate mm-hmm. that. My my uh, best man at my wedding ran out the Chick-fil-A. No, it wasn't. It was my sister ran out the Chick-fil-A for I, us that night. I took Matt and Emily Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because so. there's just never... It's impossible. I don't care what they have in the hospital. There's never... Somehow the food that they bring to the rooms that you think is terrible is the same food in like the cafe yeah, yeah. where they're yeah. charging you $15. And it's <laughs> garbage. Right. It's so awful. So yes, it's a small thing that you can do that uh, desperately changes uh, the course of action for the people involved with this. Yeah, so even though he came on Saturday, we're blaming Silas for this losing streak. The new baby, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's <laughs> bad luck so far. Yeah, we want him to start out as an Oriole fan and know a little bit of losing. Uh, actually, Josh, did you get to see the baby, hold the baby? I saw the baby. I don't really hold babies, but I saw the baby. Okay. I didn't even get to see him yet. And my wife and my kids are going to visit him tonight while I'm recording Section 336. And my son, Albert, is giving... Baby Silas, his first Orioles hat. It's the uh, fitted New Era infant size. Oh, so wow. has the MLB wow. logo on the back, but it's like literally like That's that big. Great. That's it's pretty It's pretty tiny. Man. So, uh, yeah, so one from one cousin to another, handing down a little uh, Orioles That's awesome. hats. That's awesome. Caps. Man. That whatever. is awesome. All right. And That'll then good. 
then we also wanted to announce that we are at the Baltimore Podcast Festival this Saturday. This Saturday. At I guess we're the headliner because we're the last guys going. Everyone's <laughs> going ahead of us. We're headliner by default. Oh, yeah, we by just default. happen to go last. But uh, <laughs> we're going to be at the wind-up place. It's I think it starts at like 4 or 5 o'clock. Not sure where the wind-up place is, but we'll be there. We'll be there at 7 o'clock. We're going to go on uh, stage and record I guess we ought show. to look that up before Saturday. I've got directions. Is it on North Avenue, you said? I don't remember. It's a nice, it's a nice little stage thing. But there's I could a, be over by like uh, Micah in that area. There's a... Uh, there's a Facebook group for Baltimore Podcast Festival. You can go there and find all your info. Very cool. And Glenn Clark is on uh, Glenn Clark Radio every single morning. I am, 10 to noon, and uh, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Yeah. Uh, we sat in the for, PressBox family. We sat in for your show the yeah. Friday before opening day. Yeah. Were you were at WrestleMania? Yeah, I was down in Orlando. I went to WrestleMania, something I never thought it would be a sentence that I would utter <laughs> in my life, but... Um, a friend of mine uh, who plays the Redskins, his, uh, his name is AJ, he um, bought a house in Orlando. Nice. I and, love Orlando. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. I knew that because I'm the Disney, Disney guy. Yeah, 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 that's right. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, my um, reputa- reputation precedes me. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do Disney while I was down there. No. Why would <laughs> you? You're doing WrestleMania. <laughs> so I, he, he was like, dude. Right, you were doing the adult thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sad. Right. WrestleMania is the adult. Disney, I'll go to WrestleMania. So he said, I, "I bought this house, or he built a house down here. You guys come down, stay here for the weekend. Uh, gonna have the boys come down. You know, he's a football player, so he's got the means to build a nice house. Sure. Um, and I said, you know, the hell with it. Why not? I've never done anything like this before. I'll go. I actually had the time of my life. I bet it could not have been more fun. Even out. even the WrestleMania event was fun. Oh, every, all of it. We went to like other wrestling shows that weekend, wow, wow. and like some of them were a little burdensome. Like like sometimes I was into it for like twenty minutes, and then I was like, yeah, I'd kind of rather be like taking a nap right now. <laughs> I kind of rather be doing anything else. But uh, we had a great time. We had a great time. It was a lot of fun. And uh, it's something I did once. I'll probably choose not to go again. Like, but, like, they were talking to me, hey, like, next year's in New Orleans. We could probably get a house. I'm like, oh. nah, you know when you go, you go you go in another five, six years when you can take your son. Yes, that, That's true. when you can have some right, fun with it. That's true. He'd be into that. Right. That's a good way to do so it. So would you think it's, like, one of the things, like, people say, like, I, I know with Josh, uh, Hockey is a thing, and and race car, NASCAR is a thing where you don't do it all the time. You might not be a fan of it, but if you go see it live, you get, okay, this you is, enjoy. No, this is weird. No, hockey I, sucked. I like wrestling. This is the weird part about me, but I don't like it as much as I portray that I do. Like when we do the podcast, okay? Because I got into the podcast because my two friends wanted to do a podcast, right? And I said, all right, I'll do it. I like wrestling though. Yeah, I don't pay for tickets. I know that sounds like a like a really douchey thing to say, <laughs> but I wouldn't, and I mean that you know like kindly i just don't care that much right right that it would be worth it for me to go about doing it that way but i like it i enjoy it um i don't like nascar it's just not my thing yeah i've gone you've gone it was miserable really okay so when people would say hey dude you have to go and i got that a lot so the first time i went it was back in oh god this is so embarrassing it was back when i was on with ed every day and uh-huh. doing the coach g thing <laughs> and uh, uh liz drabick worked with us and we called her nascar liz liz was really into nascar and so she had two tickets to the dover race and it just so happened to be coincidentally that we were doing our show for motion city on monday so she's like why don't you go to the dover race on sunday and then you gotta drive down to ocean city afterwards anyway mm-hmm. so like it's it's on the way and i'm like all right we'll go and so like an ex-girlfriend and i went and I, we looked around. We walked in. Everybody was passed out because they were all drunk. <laughs> so it was it was a hundred degrees. 
So you can be drunk with 100 degrees in the sun. So it's Preakness. Yeah, it's Preakness, but there was, like, no music. It was just <laughs> right. it was just cars it was just driving. And all they do is just keep doing the same thing. Now, I'm not knocking. If it's what you're into, I say this all the time. If you're into uh, uh, anime, I'm not into it. But that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you because I'm sure. into something that you're not into. A lot of people don't understand how you're into baseball so much you could watch right. it every night. Sure. Oh, you know yeah, I, I get mean? that like, a lot. I don't knock what other people are into. It's just not what I'm into. So the NASCAR thing, I couldn't even say that about that. That was a miserable experience for me. We left maybe – now, it, the tickets were free, so it was easier for us to leave. Although I think we paid like 30 bucks to park. Um, Still, you can only watch so many laps until it's Yeah, we like watch 20 laps, and we're like, this is it. This is all they do. Right. Like, it's like going to the aquarium and watching the fish swim in a circle. Like there's they, no, they, They've got no place to I go. wouldn't watch people run. Like I wouldn't go pay tickets to watch a marathon because all they're going to do is run. Like They don't change it. I think I passed the Dover Speedway when I went to Rehoboth this weekend. Would sure. that have been yeah, the one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 it looks like it's like a uh, temporary structure of just... Right, well, because they only use it like a couple times a year, so they're yeah. not going to like make it really particularly nice. It looks like a big there. gust of wind could blow the whole thing over. Oh, probably could. Yeah, <laughs> probably could. It looks like one of those old wooden roller coasters. Yeah, it looks real scary, right. except it's made of steel. Well, because right, of right, a wooden right, roller coaster. Right. Yeah, that's a good scenario. Uh, well, that's what I've always thought with weird with NASCAR is you have all these thousands of people, and then you put up a chain link fence to protect them. <laughs> right, <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? on? And I guess that what people, that's what people say is like, you got to go somewhere there's going to be wrecks, like. Am I going right. to be excited to see a wreck? I don't know. That, that I, dude, I've almost dying, never. that's pretty exciting. And I'm the type that like tries to get into things because I want I don't want to come off as ignorant. I really don't. Sure, like, give I everything like a chance. That. I want to try things. So I've tried watching like the Daytona 500. I've attempted it. Yeah. It it's so there's they don't do anything else. Right. There's no <laughs> other thing that they do. They don't like drive one way for a hundred laps and then say for the next hundred we're going to drive backwards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if they did something else, I could probably get yeah. into it. But they any, just do the same thing. Yeah, I think I have an issue with any sport that you need to have bladder control. Yeah, that's weird too. You know, right? when, with runners that just pee on themselves while they're running, or the NASCAR guys, eh, I don't need that. I don't get Th- it. Man. Those guys just pee while they're driving. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They'll just do that. Sure. So what else are you going to do? Yeah. Right. I mean, but they probably, they probably wear like it depends or something. I, well, I, don't I think know. it's like the suit is like built in. Yeah, probably I mean, is like a catheter in the suit. Like, who cares? It's your own suit. <laughs> Why do you even need well, that? Fo- just... Well, hang on. Football players do the same thing. Football P- players, pee their uniforms? A thousand percent. Really? Sometimes worse. I've never thought of that, but I guess that would make sense. And the, the other weird thing about football players is they all know what each other's like on-field bathroom habits are. <laughs> I was having, oh, oh my God, this was a weird conversation I had. Um, we were hanging out, again, my buddy AJ plays the Redskins, we were hanging out with him, and it was a couple's night, like, we were all, we all had dinner, it was uh, Cinco de Mayo, we went to see all Guardians. Right. Sounds, it was, it sounds was, like a nice topic. For was, right, night. we're all hanging out at couple's night, and somehow, AJ brought up something like, um, I think somebody had to go to the bathroom or something like that, and then it was like, when to go to the bathroom, because you know you're going to the movie, that's what it was, we're going to see Guardians afterwards, and it was, when do you go to the bathroom, knowing you're going to see the movie, and... And AJ, it was one of the more like pathetic things that he had ever said. He's like, dude, because you're a football player, you've got to be able to go when you got to be able to tell your body, this is when I can go now, right? Like I can go because I can't go in ten minutes. I'm gonna be on, <laughs> on a football field. I'm like, well, that's weird. Like I don't think I can control such things. Like I don't think I have. So you think a- they prefer wearing like the colored pants as oh. opposed to the white? Pants. Dude, there have been. You've seen some <laughs> pictures of the white pants that have not yeah. been bad. It's I just not been good. I just started typing in "do NASCAR" and then it auto filled 
do NASCAR drivers wear diapers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they do because that would be extra weight. According to and this, most drivers lose an average of 5 to 10 pounds during a 500-mile race in the middle of the summer. All this yeah. fluid well, is fluid weight, and it's not a stretch of the imagination to assume that in the rare likelihood of having to urinate during a race, they either wear a urine collection bag or just do it in their suit. Yeah. Hey, that's the same way we do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a lie because it's been happened more often than not we just get up and go to the bathroom in Someone the middle did. of the group there recording. Were, Dennis Miller told a story from the season where he did Monday Monday night football that like they did the Hall of Fame game and like the Hall of Fame game is essentially played at a high school football stadium. Yeah, it's it's the preseason it's, game that means less right, than any not, preseason it's game. It's not an NFL stadium. Right. There was no bathroom anywhere nearby. <laughs> and like so all these other guys have been doing broadcasting forever. Dennis right. Miller they just it was this horrible experiment yeah, yeah. they tried to add him to the Monday Night Football broadcast. Right. So he didn't. This was his first game, and so he gets into the booth and he's like ready to go. And he asks, "Hey, so when I need to pee, like, <laughs> how does this work?" And they were like, "Well, here's a can." <laughs> he's like, "I'm Dennis Miller. Right. <laughs> I was on Saturday Night Live. Right. Can I at least bring a porta potty or, right. or something?" Yeah. <sighs> Well, NASCAR. <laughs> That's the most we've ever talked about NASCAR. Well, that was podcast. quite the tangent. So WrestleMania is not like NASCAR. Well, <laughs> I actually enjoyed WrestleMania. I enjoyed my experience at WrestleMania. Now, it was a very similar phenomenon, and it was a lot of drunks. Like that was yeah. that part was similar. Uh, um, lots of guys with their shirts off. Sunburn. No, dressed up as wrestlers. That's oh, the, the Comic Con type it's, thing. It's exactly like that. It's mm. a Comic Con atmosphere, and so we had to host because um, we do this, the wrestling podcast, jobbing out. Which you can find as well as Section 336 at uh, PressBoxOnline.com. That's right. And then click on the podcast tab. Uh, we were invited to host this um, costume contest at oh, uh, wow. a bar crawl before WrestleMania. So they call it Mania Crawl. It's amazing. Like, I, you say whatever you want about professional wrestling. This was magical. That's, <laughs> like, that it sounds awesome. Magical. Everybody's happy. Everybody's having a great time. And then it's just all these drunks, like, performing wrestling moves on each other while dressed up. Literally to the nines as professional. Well, wrestlers. because once you put on that costume, you have you all the skills it, right? of that exactly of right. that guy. Exactly right. Take You're on the exactly persona. As athletic. Do you uh, do you see guys like as obscure wrestlers? I'm picturing like I, Bastion Booger okay. and Repo Rick Man. Mar- there were two different Rick Martels. <laughs> I'm like, what? What in the world? Where did that it. come from? Now the problem these days is that there's more guys that don't have like a defined look, right? That are just going with like random American names, you yeah, know, like yeah. Dean Ambrose, Daniel know? Bryan. Yeah, like, like I got a friend named Daniel Bryan. But, uh, yeah. Right, correct. <laughs> I mean, there's more of those guys than there were. There aren't as many over the top characters. But what right. is, But for these costume costumes. No sparky plug. Isn't, isn't the old guys who come out more? Wouldn't, or do you get the oh, modern yeah. guys? The Wouldn't it be more, absolutely. more Hulk Hogan's? Yes, more they dress more guys. as the, the, the old The flashy school. characters. Right. Correct. The, the over-the-top characters. Jim yes. the Anvil Neidhart. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my. I saw Jim the Anvil Neidhart <laughs> that weekend. He looked great. The beard was amazing. It was on point. Is it too soon to be seeing some Owen Hart? Cosplay. Yeah, I think that they kind of just leave that alone <laughs> in general. I don't they think it's going to go over well. I saw somebody dressed up as Scott Steiner. I was like, that's so random that's and amazing that's that you're great. just going to win. Um, well, was he at the Steiner with the bull? We always wear yeah, the headgear. Yeah, exactly right. The, the, and it looked, it looked incredible. It just looked great. incredible. Um, so I loved it. I loved it. I couldn't have had a better time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I would, I would. Do it again, given the right... Like, New Orleans is awfully tempting, because you're telling me I get to spend a weekend in New Orleans. There's lots of other things to do yeah, in New in Orleans. Yeah, in April, like, yeah. that doesn't sound so bad I don't know. To me. I hated New Orleans for the Super Bowl. Really? It was, it was so, like, so it was many people. It was the best week of my life. 
Well, I also was only there for a weekend and played this. And they won I the Super Bowl. What more do you want? Yeah, yeah. yeah. winning, winning the Super Bowl was awesome. Of the course ho- it was. The, the hotel that we stayed in where the doors didn't lock. Oh, that's and, a big and, show. And the wires were hanging that's out. A bit of and, show. and we'd watch TV and have to bang on the TV to get a little bit of a clear okay, picture yeah, every 20 minutes. That's a mess. That's a mess. <laughs> See, we, uh, we had the advantage of we knew we were going to the Super Bowl no, no matter what, so we had booked it out well, well in advance right. and we had better accommodation. No. Sunday, Sunday was outstanding. Yeah. I mean, I had 50-yard line tickets. Sunday was amazing. It's this guy. I know. This yeah. guy's complaining about this. He had, he had yeah, Paul was... McCartney sitting behind him. What? <laughs> yeah, what a jerk I, you are. Uh, not just McCartney. Travolta as well. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, we're getting some comments here. Uh, uh, people want us to get back to baseball for one thing. Uh, and, uh, and Dale reminding us that if we want to talk wrestling, they should listen to Jobbing Out, the best wrestling podcast you, Dale. around. That's my boy. I love Dale. <laughs> and we got one from Matt Sroka himself saying, all man, boys. I just woke just woke up to tune into the show and hear about wearing diapers while doing the podcast. <laughs> he misses one week, and this is what happens: SMH. Yeah, Matt just texted saying he wants to come on the show. <laughs> I don't I don't have the setup, so we're going to try the speakerphone thing with him and see how this goes. Oh boy, um, Bush League up here. We'll see. Hey, Matt. Yeah. How you doing? Hey, you you said you wanted to come on the show. You wanted to talk <laughs> some wrestling and diapers. <laughs> No, I, no, I want to come to the show because you guys, the show is going off the rails without me. I miss one freaking week. We got our, our friend Glenn Clark to fill in, and you're talking about diapers and wrestling. This is a, a Baltimore sports, specifically baseball podcast. Yeah, have you watched the Baltimore sports this week? The <laughs> you Orioles. Want to talk about it. I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about it by all means. Right. I mean, yeah. we we kind of let in the diapers based on the crap that was on the field this week. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, my son Silas, who was who was born on Saturday. He's only seen, and he, I, we watched the games together. Well, I watched him. He had his eyes closed the entire time, but he was there experiencing. He's 0 for 2. And so how many games do the Orioles have to lose in a row until I start saying maybe it's just not meant to be him and an Orioles fan, be an Orioles fan? <laughs> I mean, I get a Nationals right there. It's not that far away, so I could pull the old National switch. With At the birth? Kids. Oh, I mean, man. I, I mean, it's a little early. Birth's the only time you could do it, I guess. It's got to be some awkward growing up, though. I mean, I mean, think about it. Silas is now approximately three days old. When he starts experiencing like real Orioles baseball, and when he starts noticing what's going on, Manny's going to be gone. Uh, <laughs> and really, does anything else really really matter? So, am I setting this kid up for a life of misery and disappointment? You're right. Uh, these are questions a father has to ask about his son. Just, just name him Bryce. Change his name on day three, and you can get <laughs> get, him, get him that Walgreens hat. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm not buying too much Orioles gear yet. we got to wait and see how this plays out. That's all I'm saying. I mean, they'll have Trey Turner for at least six years, so they're good. Yeah, you know what? Just make him a Nationals fan. Just make it, don't let him be a Capitals fan. Nobody deserves that. <laughs> Nobody deserves that. Yeah, you know, you can't do Redskins. You can't do the Capitals. Um, then the so Nats fall apart in the playoffs as well. You can't do them. So, yeah. Matt, how, how's, yeah. it, how's it going being a dad now on day three? Yeah, I mean, it's going well. I thought about calling in at the beginning of the show, but then I was asleep at the beginning of the show. This uh, sleep thing, you, you take it when you get it, as you, as you gentlemen know. And so I woke up at like 7.45, and as you gentlemen also know, there's like 10 people in my house. Um, <laughs> and so I was, uh, went, I was with the people. Uh, but Basalis is doing well. Fatherhood's fun. Um, I, can't, I, have some, I have some stories to tell. I'll share once I get back on the podcast. Um, I read some books. I read Benjamin Watson, a uh, little ra- 
Ra- uh, Ravens connection there. I read his book on a uh, on a. Uh, oh, being a dad, right? Yeah. So I'll do a little book review when I get back. Nice. On the show. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so, so things are going well. I had I had well. my boss ask well, me today. Family's doing well. Everything's good over here. Yeah. My boss asked me today. She said, "Hey, when you um when the baby comes, do you want to take some time off? Like, if you want to take, I'm like, do I want to take time off?" No, yeah, that's your I want to get, get out. out of there immediately. <laughs> what are you talking about? Take time off. That's, yeah, that's, see, that, that's baby number two. You can get, you can maybe get away with that. Oh, I took two days off for the first baby. Two, baby, two. Baby number three. I went out of town four days after. <laughs> yeah, two of my kids were born during tax season. I was in the waiting room doing personal property tax returns, <laughs> taking time off. God, that All sounds. Right. Matt, well, well, we'll see you on Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, my my goal was to get back on on talking Orioles baseball, and I got us talking about Nationals and about um, not loving our children. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I got to stop track again. But yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be there on Saturday for 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 the show. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Well, get some more All sleep. Right, congratulations, Matt. Yes, congratulations, buddy. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. No, just hearing him talk and then hearing Glenn, that you're expecting your second child in three weeks. Yeah. Do you know if it's going to be a boy or a girl? I have another boy. Oh, congratulations. Another boy, yeah. Uh, it's just re-confirming uh, I have no desire to ever have any more right? children. I do so not want to go through that two? again. I have three. Oh, you have three? My youngest oh, okay. is three now. But uh, I, I, more power to you guys having babies. I love it. Congratulations. Okay, I don't boy? want any what more children. What was your boy-girl order? My girls are eight. No, wait, 11 and 8, okay. and now 3. They're really spread out. So it's all girls. Similar to Josh. Wow, so y'all... No, I have one boy. You have one, okay, the third the boy. The is the youngest. Okay. Got my boy, that's it. So but was that a big deal? Did you need a boy? No. In fact, he was quite a surprise. <laughs> okay. right, right. The real question is, did you need a third? Yeah, we didn't want a third to See, begin this is, with. This is the really delicate line we're walking right now, because if this one had been a girl, I would have done the NCAA tournament... Snip, snip. Oh, I did that. I would have done put the ba- the, the frozen peas on yeah, yeah, for yeah. a week, and I would have been happy to do sure, that. Sure, sure. It ain't um, no thing. It's super easy. Yeah, I was I was actually looking forward to it, tell you the truth. <laughs> I was like, I'll take some time off, but let yeah, me totally. basketball on when I take time off. Um, and you can milk it for a little extra time off. It's like, oh, I yeah, don't know. It's, it's, uh, I'm still not right. ready. <laughs> I was totally ready, but when we found out it was another boy, I like had the sheepish like walking to my wife like, baby, I'm still good. I, I'm still prepared to go ahead and do snip snip, and she was like, "Oh no, uh, oh no, we're not doing she snip snip." Girl. But she's now at the point where she hates being pregnant so much mm. that, like, I'm starting to think that I could maybe get away with walking in one of these days, mm. like in the next couple weeks, and saying, "If you hate being pregnant this much, baby, I'll just go get the snip now." Nah, <laughs> I'll just do it now. Now, what you'll end up doing, you'll end up doing my bit. Twelve, ten. Three. Yeah, that, seven, seven year gap. That, 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 that's I talk about do. that. That sounds horrendous to me. I can't. Actually, I don't want to be doing diapers with one and homework with another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's totally what I'm doing. But the twelve year old babysits. Well, that's. So there is I that. Mean, there's that. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, helps yeah there's a that. Bit. That does help. Baseball, huh? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's bring it back with this. We do have a night at the yard. We keep forgetting to announce it, but we are doing it on June six. Tuesday night. So uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Fifteen dollar tickets available up on section three thirty six dot com. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates, so I think we can beat them, maybe. <laughs> I would have said the same thing about the Kansas City Royals. Well, but not if Ivan Nova's pitching. All right. Holy hell, so, that come But from? come out, hang out with us, and uh, let's watch the Orioles. For in the best seats in the house, Section 336. Yeah. Yeah, not great. Section 334, where, where we normally sit. sit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, We don't have to deal <laughs> with that awkwardness. Um, but what, all right, we've talked about the pitching. What's, uh, why are the Orioles so bipolar? They're, they're, why is it that... I was telling you, we, we 
I was all excited because we took two from the Nats. The right. Nats, everyone claimed, was this greatest team. Right. And we looked like we were right there with them. Well, even we kind the game, of exposed the, them for not being very good the first two games. Right. Even the game we lost, we were in it till the end. Beat I was Scherzer. all excited that this team is good. I can start to believe in this team. This is a statement win. And then we go and lay an egg in, in Kansas City. Okay. Can, can I blame that stadium? Well, look, they just don't they don't play well there. I you know, and I know the Royals were good for a while, so that was part of the problem. Yeah. Um and and this this And they should be better than they are because they still have more talent than a lot of teams do. Right. They should be better than they've been so far this season. And it it is there is something about we're built for the home run and when you uh overlap Camden Yards overlaps right. Kaufman Stadium, right. there's big difference. But uh, Francisco Pena hit two. Oh, that's true. So, and, and so Caleb Joseph is suddenly an offensive powerhouse. Right, right. So there's no excuse for uh, Davis and Trumbo and even Mancini, Machado to not be hitting these. Here's what I, it's weird that you bring up the bipolar thing because it's why I'm not that concerned because it's not one thing that's clearly a mess that needs to be solved. It's a weird thing where just a lot of things have not clicked at the same time or one thing, you know. There's, it's not as if, if at this point in the season we had said, it's the bullpen. The bullpen's a disaster. Everything else is fine, but the bullpen's right. a mess. You can't blame one thing. That's what's going on in D.C. And yeah. in D.C., that's a real problem. I mean, that's a major problem for them. They have lost right. a significant number of games at this point specifically because of the bullpen and nothing else. Well, and that was an issue with them last year as well. Correct. So it carried over. So there's no reason to assume that's going to get fixed. Now, could they get somebody? I mean, they went out last year, obviously, and got Melanson and... And he helped, but he didn't solve their bullpen issues. Could they go get somebody? Yeah, but that bullpen is going to be a real problem as as long as the season goes. For the Orioles, because it hasn't been one thing, you can squint and say, well, they're going to hit. Manny Machado is going to hit better than he's hit so far, right? Like, Davis and Trumbo are going to hit some more home runs as the season goes on. They're going to hit. Like, you know that's going to come. In fact, the market correction will probably be that those guys will start hitting and scope was never going to hit 315 for the season. You know, like This is more likely to be a, a guy that hits around 280. Castillo wasn't going to be the guy that he was for the first month of the season. There was a market no, correction coming, coming yeah. there. But they're going to hit. They've gotten more starting pitching than we expected them to no, hit, we ex- frankly. No, we, we spent all that time complaining about Gosman, one of the guys right. in the rotation, because the starting pitching has been better than we all expected. Correct. It's been be- it's- Miley's been better than we expected him to be. Bundy has been a, a revelation. Yes. Yeah. Um, the bullpen has been troubling, but it's been troubling based one on expectation. Like it's been troubling being held to an Im- impossible standard. Yeah, yeah. We came in saying we have the best bullpen in baseball. Right. Well, and the notion that they were going to be able yeah. to duplicate what they did a year ago is insane. Right. Like, and, then, and, and then you take Britain out of it, and that we talk about we talked about uh, reputation, uh, repetition, and play baseball players being comfortable in doing the same thing over right. and over and over again. You take Zach Britton out of that, everyone's now pitching in a different slot. There's there's something going on. But oddly, what it does for me is it it sort of reaffirms, and I'm not trying to be dismissive because they've got real problems, and they needed to go get a starting pitcher this offseason and didn't do it. I mean, they they failed this offseason in actually addressing their problems. They went out and got Mark Trumbo. They attempted to assess Smith. I'll give them some level of credit because Seth Smith did yeah. bring something to the table that they didn't have, and that clearly has worked to this point oh, in this season. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the old guy, uh, Craig Gentry. Same, yeah. same thing. He, they brought him in to help with defensively. He's been fine, right? Like he's been fine. I, I, I don't. I would sooner let Craig Gentry go to bring up Michael Bourne than I would let Hunsu Kim go to bring up Michael Bourne. I, I, I don't. I don't feel strongly about Craig. I think that's redundant um, if you have both Craig Gentry and Michael Bourne. And I'm tired of Kim. 
Um, so. Oh, really? You're you're I'm, done. I'm, I'm done with Kim. Oh wow. Yeah. Why? Because I hate watching him in the field. Well, yeah. Because he sucks in the field. Yeah, but he he actually works in at bat. And I know, but that. I but I but I think Rickert does as well. I think Rickert does okay at the bat. I think Seth Smith has really came well, around and been is, taking yeah, a lot of pitches. Again, he's added something they don't. So have when you're looking at all of our outfield options, Kim does not. Kim, what he only, he only goes against left-handers or no right-handers. right-handers. Yeah. Well, but that's so, that's also odd too in that they just a, haven't given him a chance. <laughs> right, right. Against left-handers, but but there's a reason that they do that. It's not like oh no, I agree. That know, I don't think they're purposely you know spiting themselves. Right, it's, but. They don't trust him in that situation, so therefore, I'm not going to say, well, that's because Buck won't give him a chance. Okay, but I think in the second half of last season, more of us were arguing that he deserved an opportunity to hit against left-handers and that... Yes, because he was hitting so... St- but we also did not have this bench of outfielders last year. Okay, but my argument would be this this, this notion that they're, they want to do something with Michael Bourne, because Michael Bourne will opt out you know, if, right. if they don't do right. anything with him. Right. If... The first problem you have is that you've been carrying one too many outfielders already, right? Like, that's the yeah, first problem. Yeah, that, and, and that's part of why your bullpen's right. straight. So you have that. If you're going to get rid of an outfielder to bring up Michael Bourne, I don't think you have to do it. I don't think that Michael Bourne is so scary good at anything that you have to put him on the roster. I think if Michael Bourne says, I'm going to walk, you say, enjoy throwing the football Remember, around. He already walked know. once. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. No one, no one grabbed him. He right. tried to walk. Yeah, I'd say, go go for it, Michael. I mean, do whatever you want to do. Um. But if you felt the need to put him on the roster, I don't think that he does things so differently than Craig Gentry that you need to have two of them on your roster. Hunsu Kim, you can at least argue, does something differently because he will work in at bat. Like, he will give you an at bat. He'll make a pitcher throw pitches. Um, I, I, You're right. He's terrible. He's not a good defender. Do you... It's unfair for me to say he's terrible. He's not terrible. No, he's not terrible. He's not good. But he's not he's not better than what we've got. No, he's I not, agree. He's not Do you trust Kim coming off the bench? Like I feel like I feel like if Kim is not starting the game right, for you, right. he doesn't serve a purpose. And that's where I he's not gonna you're not gonna put him in the pinch run. What you're not putting him in as a, as a, as a defensive replacement. I don't know what his splits are as a pinch hitter. I don't I don't know. I don't I, I'm not sure. But but in that case when Generally, if you're bringing them in for a pinch hitter, it's because of that, I guess, defense ultimately. Right, typically you want that. Now, now you, by you're carrying not gonna, an extra guy, could you let him pinch hit and have someone else come out and play you could, defensively? Yeah, you, could, you could, but then, but do we want to carry a guy for that role? Um, No, not necessarily, but I also would still a proponent of letting Hensu Kim play more. You know, like I, I, I think the value of having another batter in your lineup that takes pitches and works a count is beneficial for this baseball team they just they've got one now in Seth Smith right like they don't they don't have a lineup with guys that do that right and I think there's a value to that and I don't know how tangible that value is I don't know how much it can be proven by a metric but I think there's a value in having a hitter in your lineup that does something that other hitters in your lineup don't do and so Hunsu Kim to me is valuable because of that. I don't think he's great. I think he's different, and I think there's value in being different. Whereas Michael Bourne and Craig Gentry, to me, come off as essentially the same guy. Right. Like, you've got that. If you if you need a guy that's going to pinch run for you, you've got that guy right. already. Except we're getting really close to the point that whether it's Gentry or Bourne, we got to clear that bench spot to help out in our bullpen. Right, so your argument is that two guys have to go of it. So yeah. right now it looks like there's three guys. At the moment it appears there's two jobs for three guys. Your argument is there's that you think there should really be one job for three guys. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I, 
Yeah, because we're already squeezing Mancini on the bench. We're, we've got Mancini and Trumbo on the bench as DH first baseman outfielders. Right. I think Mancini could still end up being sent down at some point. I know that's that would that would not go over at all. You Baltimore. you realize we've already done a T-shirt night for Mancini. I, I understand. <laughs> I know that there would be a riot in Baltimore, but <laughs> I think if you really look at his numbers, I I think we get caught up in the fact that he's hit some home runs. He hit a couple of those off. Who was the terrible pitcher that he had the two run home run game against in the beginning of the season? It was somebody garbage, and I just can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I think we're getting worked up on the the sheer volume of home runs and small sample sizes. Whereas I think the overall body of work on Trey Mancini is not he's got to be here and has to constantly get at bats. Now, I think he should, and I like Trey Mancini, and this this would I think the Trey Mancini thing justifies the people that argued that you didn't have to sign Davis or you didn't have to sign Trumbo, right? Like, right. That it you, does. That those those people, that's the argument that Trey Mancini could be that guy. And you could have let one of those other guys walk and instead gone out and spent money. You could have spent, instead of spending money on Mark Trumbo, how much nicer would that money have been spent on Dexter Fowler, right? Somebody that. Well, did. yeah, that's who we all wanted. Or even send it on a, spend it on a, a pitcher. pitcher. Correct. Yeah. On a pitcher. Uh, right now, Trey Mancini's batting 288 with a 318 on base. So that's, that's okay. better than we've seen yeah. from some bench spots. That's okay. That's okay. But you're right. He's got seven home runs of his. 23 hits right so, I mean I think I think we're caught up in the home runs and I get it like I mean the guy hits home runs and on top of that is insanely likable and on top of that is a friend to everyone right like the, there's a lot to like about Trey Mancini I think that Trey Mancini could still I don't think that we are beyond a point where Trey Mancini couldn't end up being sent down again that if he's cold for a couple of weeks and and they have a roster problem I think that they would be willing to send Trey Mancini right. back down. Preseason, I thought as soon as Tillman comes up, he's the guy going down. He's right. the youngest he demanded, guy. He demanded it, he's, yeah. Right. right. And he, but he has played enough to keep himself on, right. the, on this I, roster. This is and, not me saying that he deserves to be no. sent down in any way. It's the way the Orioles manipulate a roster and what they're willing to do, I don't think that they would rule out sending Trey Mancini back down. Right, and that's the same with, with Joey Rickert because of he's course. got that same availability to go up Absolutely. and down. I think they'd be willing to do that. And... They like protecting their assets, which is why I was surprised to begin with the Trey Mancini. Even even when he was ripping the cover off the ball, I still thought they were going to say, yeah, but we kind of like Inori Tavares, and right. we kind of want to know a little bit more about him. <laughs> and it's so un like to give up on a Rule 5 player before the season begins. They uh, un-Duquette-like, anyway, yeah. to do that. So I was still not convinced until literally the last weekend right. that Trey Mancini was going to be on the team because there was still very much part of me that said they have to give up an asset in order to give a roster spot to Trey Mancini. They don't give up. The Orioles don't give up on assets. Yeah, They hold on to them as much as they can. And so if Michael Bourne threatens to walk and says, I'm going to go unless you put me on the roster today, the the Duquette move would be to say, we like it, Joey Rickard. We like it, Trey Mancini, but you're not so good that it would kill us to send you down for a week until the next guy gets hurt and then you're back here. Um, I think those two guys could still end up being jettisoned to protect an asset that the organization has. But I'd argue for Michael Bourne to just go. Yeah, to you know just I mean? go. Like, he wasn't. Yeah, he he showed us a little bit last year, yeah, but he's nothing. Fine. He's right. Or if, he's not going to be if, an everyday guy. He's a bench spot. The the best. The first thing I would tell you to do is look at Michael Bourne and Craig Gentry and decide which of those two guys you think is better. And decide, keep one. And keep one of those two guys. Right. Let the other one go. And then, I mean, 
Yeah, and then we've always we've always got the ten day DL as well. Well, and also what, those, when we need. there's a Michael Bourne or a Craig Gentry available. If you need a guy like that, right. you can get a guy like that. Right, and that, and that's the that's the callers that are calling in and saying, "Well, we've got all these bench spots. Let's trade them." None of these guys oh, have yeah. trade value. No. They're all guys. I, well, Mancini could, could have maybe. trade value. Kim, well, Mancini maybe. would have some trade right. value, but yet. again, not much. Right no, now. because he wasn't thought of as a rock star right. prospect. Because scouts fall upon their own scouting, and the scouting on Trey Mancini was he's a nice player. That's all. He, that's right. all he really is. Kim, um, right, Kim's interesting. Kim, somebody would want. But, somebody would want Kim. But are, what the, do you think that you're getting a starting no, pitcher? No, you're, you're, you're getting. Insane. You're getting a player to be named later. Right. Correct. Kim is a career, which his career is only 2016 and 2015, right. 462 as a pinch hitter. Really? But he's 0 for 4 so far this year. That's kind of goofy. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of goofy. Well, that, that's, I mean, if you want to talk small sample how many, size, How many four. advances is that? Yeah. 15, I think. 15. Yeah. Okay. That means he had 11 really, last year. That means he had a pretty good year as a yeah. pinch hitter last year. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Look, if you can be a valuable 6 for 11, hitter, I think, it comes out to I'll, I'll, uh, last year. Yeah. 6 for 11. Yeah, that's pretty good. For a pinch hitter, that's pretty good. Um, I like I I like Hunsu Kim. It would be very difficult for me to part ways with him because he just again he just does something that other guys don't do. Yeah, you know, and I just I love the late in and defensive replacement. I hear you, and that and Kim can't do that, so but that, that it, hurts. But him. again, who do you need to replace right now? Mancini or Trumbo. Okay, so if one of those two guys plays in the outfield, but ideally right. you don't really want those guys playing in the outfield. Have you watched any Oriole baseball? I hear you. There's a I mean, lot I, of those guys in the outfield. I hear you. That's so true. But wouldn't you still have one of those guys even if you... Well, you put Seth Smith plays one side. Right. Jones, of course, stays in the middle. Right. And uh, so whoever's playing Man- in that field, you would have Rickard to come in and play. I guess Rickard's your late inning guy and Gentry's your late inning guy. So I guess my thought would be, again, it's, it, it's smelling redundant to me. Right, yeah, but the whole bench is redundant. Besides Flaherty, who's your one infield guy? Yeah, he is your one infield guy. Oh, yeah, Trey Trey Mancini's been playing some first base, but yeah. the, but that yeah. doesn't right. count as yeah, an infield guy, right. of course. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, and that, and that's yeah. I, Trey Mancini could play like second base. <laughs> it would help out a lot because then you could clear up a roster spot. Right, it's right. the one thing you don't have. You have somebody Remember, that can play everywhere. Jimmy Paredes played second base oh, with oh, the Orioles no, at least once. Played second base, right? Yeah, um, and and that's one thing I won't be surprised if they if they send Trey Mancini down. To either work on his outfield play, or work on another position in the infield, something since first base is locked up for a long right. time. Yeah, you're not going to be a first baseman in Baltimore. All right, that bat's it. working. We need the bench spot. Go work on the defense. Second base is the one thing because they they can always have somebody sh- scoot over to play. Like Machado can play short, and right. Scope can play third. Right. But they don't have anybody else that can play second base. There's nobody else on this roster that's. Well, J.J. Hardy probably could. You, you could. But, but, but that's the old guy you're trying to clear right out. Now you don't really yeah. want J.J. Hardy playing anyway. No. Um, so if, if somebody could play second base, it would go a long way because then Flaherty's right. roster spot would no longer be necessary if right. one of these other guys could somehow play second I don't know what I don't know what would happen if Flaherty left. Well, they've, done, they've tried it before. They've they tried to get rid of him. bringing him back. Yeah. yeah. Can't get rid of him. Yep. So we got coming up this week to transition – Oh, you want to talk about the Blue Jays are coming in. Well, we got three games in Detroit, which hopefully we can turn this losing streak around right away. But returning home on Friday, we're Josh going, and I will be at the Friday. game. Yeah. We'll be at the game Friday night in Section 334. But the big thing is, what the heck is going on with this, this Saturday home game? The Saturday home game is ridiculous. Have, have you tried to buy a ticket for Saturday? No. It's sold out. It is Against the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Well, what time's the game? Uh, night game. 7 o'clock. Okay, so... It's, mm, it's sold it's, out. Okay, this is... Tickets this on StubHub. The cheapest ticket on StubHub right. is 80 bucks. A lot of out-of-towners in for the Preakness. Nope. 
That's not the reason. 80 bucks on StubHub. Why? What's the reason? $50 for standing room only on StubHub. So what's the reason? Tell me. The Maryland flag jersey giveaway. Oh. It's the right. eBay guys. It's right. to go get your jersey to sell it on eBay. Right. It's ridiculous. Right. And it does look good. They're giveaway jerseys. <laughs> it doesn't look good. I knew Glenn would like good. it. Glenn's Stop. a Maryland guy. I, I, well, I'm a Maryland guy, and the flag is amazing. Have you, I'm so have you ever, you don't have you ever had a giveaway jersey? No, that's the problem. It's the, giveaway the thinnest jersey, that's, that's what I'm saying. There's a big difference between it looking good and actually being good. Yeah. So it looks great. The but, pictures are nice. Right, because you think you're getting a jersey. Right, right. You don't realize what you're getting is a thin, paper-thin silk screen. Right, piece of plastic with buttons down the middle. I am willing. I went to the game like last Sunday, and I had like the Palmer giveaway jersey, and I wore it over top of unbuttoned mm-hmm. whatever right. I was wearing. Right. A giveaway, jer- a giveaway jersey can be worn unbuttoned. Yes. You can wear it That's unbuttoned it. as just a piece of material sure. that right, goes it, over top of whatever Because it's the same material, it's like a windbreaker. Correct. You can do it that way. You can't wear it as your shirt. <laughs> no. That <laughs> does not work. But how? Because everyone will know you're wearing a giveaway Correct. shirt well, I don't out care. to the bar. Again, I don't really care if you know that I'm wearing a giveaway shirt because, frankly, every T-shirt I own is probably a giveaway T-shirt <laughs> sure. at some point. Right? Like, I don't think I've ever purchased a T-shirt. I do have a lot plus, of it. Plus, there's a lot of college kids who are really going to like that Maryland script. That's true. That's gonna be a popular which, one. Which I haven't Park. been able to find out if the Orioles are wearing that on Saturday. Oh, they should. I hope not. Oh, you guys are. So did you drunk. want? Did you like You're the pink? Drunk. Did you like the pink? No, the this pink weekend? was terrible. The, the pink, pink was terrible. so bad. But I kind of hope they wear it. Amazing, and you guys are no. I, I, I the I flag like, is incredible. It's I, on their little patch on the sleeve. I'm all cool with the flag. I have no problem with the flag. I have a problem with just because you put it on something, it means that thing's amazing. Okay, I mean. I disagree. You got the, you got the wrong guy amazing. in studio tonight, yeah, then, Josh. You're, you're wrong about this. The flag makes everything. We got, we're going to have hot take up in here. Yeah, you're so drunk. Okay. <laughs> does, is the flag make that shirt worth the $50 standard no, moment? No, I'm not suggesting that it does at all. I'm not suggesting that. I'm saying but I, next, I get it. Next year, I am looking at the giveaway thing and basing all my tickets on that, and then I'm selling them on StubHub. Because right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a great point. Um,. Wow, I boy, I didn't think about that at all. So, so there. When's Maryland Day? I guess it's Saturday. Is, I think is it's that actually the whole in point? April. I thought, yeah, I thought it already passed. Already. I thought it was in April. So Mar- if if they should, it's a I, Google race. I it think is, they uh, should wear March twenty fifth. No, they can't do that. Obviously, they don't play baseball. Then, they can so wear it down in Florida. Work. That's not gonna work. Well, I would be okay with them wearing it in Florida, although it's. Very awkward. Nah, it's, just... um, it's super awkward. Right, we have to change the day to Maryland Day. That's what we have to do. <laughs> We're gonna. Sorry, I don't no, know who's in charge of this. It's right in uh, Terse basketball season. No, March as 25th? it should be. When was Mar- the last time you think they played on March twenty fifth? <laughs> March is horrible. That, you know, March twenty fifth. Uh, two thousand two. Yes, right. <laughs> that's the last 20, time. Right. All that happens on March twenty fifth is we get our last snowstorm of the year. That's true. Yeah, there's yeah. the one. That we we love our right. March blizzards in Maryland. No, they have to move Maryland Day. Somebody. Why call... is Maryland Day not the same as Preakness? Like, shouldn't that kind of be... I, Preakness the, changes. Preakness is half New Jersey kids. Preakness is this Saturday? I think the last weekend of April is when Maryland Day should be. I think that... Because, like, the last weekend of April inevitably always ends up being, like, the first warm weekend of the year, the first weekend that you want to go out and do anything outside. I think that's the perfect weekend for Maryland Day, and then that would work for having the Orioles wear flag jerseys yeah. on Maryland Day. Right. And that being the one day. You yeah. only do it the one day. Right. Now of course I think those alternate jerseys have to be like MLB approved and I don't I, now they're doing Why would like, the MLB want to fight with the state? Why would you want to get into a fight <laughs> Because with, if it well, you know what, if it was up to me, we would go with the all orange alternate jerseys. 
All, uh, all, all orange? orange. Orange tops, orange pants like the 70s. Oh, you know that picture. No, that looks great. I don't think I want to go back to all <laughs> but, orange, uh, dude. John, John Cooley on Facebook brings up a good point. With this Maryland flag giveaway, these tickets are going for 50 80 bucks on StubHub. Are the Orioles selling like an official jersey with the Orioles script, like the nice thickness they of should. a real jersey? They'd they make, absolutely They should. would make they a kill. mint with that. Yeah. Dude, do you know how hard I tried when they did the first flag hat? The give oh not the you, giveaway not the giveaway but when, when they, they first right. sold well, the flag they hat, were selling out in hours I could never yeah ever get my hands on one um, when they did the second one so the one I wanted was the one that was the black and then the flag bill right right I was never able to get it the one that I have was because my producer stalked it out because he lived um, downtown okay and so he stalked out like the team store in nice. order to get it from right. me and it was the flag hat okay. the actual the whole yeah. hat being the flag which as it turns out is way cooler, but you can only wear it in absurd. You can't wear that out during the day. <laughs> like, you can't go to the store on a Saturday. Tell that to our intern. <laughs> I mean, right, I, I think that's that. glued to his head. Yep. I probably have at some <laughs> point, but you can't do it like that. You can only wear it if you're going to an event where it's okay for you to look outlandish, but you look amazing when you do because <laughs> that's how great the flag is. And apparently Josh is just a communist. No, I'm I all guess. for the flag, but I maybe – I don't know. I don't like flags on other in other things that are not flags. I do. I, What's wrong with you? I don't like. What's wrong with you? Have you ever seen a really good Stars and Stripes bikini? I mean, come I, on. I feel like that's disrespectful <laughs> to the flag. Disrespectful to, to the, the flag? flag. To the flag. Oh man, we got problems, you and I. We got real <laughs> problems. The Maryland flag is the most amazing flag ever known to me. I have no problem with the Maryland flag. I'm. I, I mean, if, I, if the flag looked stupid, if it was like a bear, like in California, I'd pass. <laughs> I'd say no. That's a dumb flag. Oh, I, should I, 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 I do have a shirt with the California bear. You really flag on it? Yeah. Traitor! Why don't you move yeah, out? Yeah, right. Go ahead. Enjoy your avocados right. on everything. Your your producer got you that? Is that Kyle? No, that was my former producer Ryan oh, okay. at the radio station. Gotcha, Ryan. Who, um, I, I think knew I was obsessed with. I was like, he knew I was trying to track down this hat. Right. And I think like he had never gotten me a Christmas gift before. <laughs> Although he ended up being a very good Christmas. Like <laughs> at, in the last couple of years, he got me like one year. And I know this sounds this sounds dumb, but it was great for me. He gave me his old Xbox as a Christmas present. <laughs> okay, because he knew I like I just I'm an I was already an old man at that point. I didn't have one, <laughs> and I was talking about like maybe I'll go out and get an Xbox, but I don't really. I'm never gonna play it. I don't feel like spending the money. Right. Like I had heard the conversation, so he wanted a new one anyway. And just gave me his old Xbox. And, like, it didn't cost him a thing. It was a wonderful gift. <laughs> it was a very thoughtful gift. And then he did the hat one year for Christmas as well. When, so. when you brought up your producer, I thought of Kyle, though, because we met Kyle when we did yeah, sure, your show a couple right. weeks ago. And I've listened to your show, but I hadn't watched it on Facebook. I was completely expecting to meet a black guy named oh, Kyle because sure, yeah, of his right, voice. Right, yeah, he's his got a, very his deep golden, radio voice. No question. This golden. <laughs> the first time I met him, I said that. I'm like, dude, do you do, you do voiceover work? And I, I, I also, when I first met him, thought he was 30. And this is even after you see him because he's a big dude. Yeah, yeah. He's got this beard. Well, and he, so, he cut his hair, so he looks, looks younger now. now now, right. Yeah. When I first met him, I legitimately thought he was 30. And so he was like talking to me about getting involved with what we were trying to do. And I was like, dude, I don't think I can pay you. You know, like, I don't think this is going to work because, you know, I, I this is not going to be a full time job uh, that I can offer right now. And he was like, yeah, I'm 23. I'm like, <laughs> dude, what? That's <laughs> that crazy. Lick of sense. So he's like 25 now. And, and, yeah. I, and I'm guessing, knowing Kyle, that's, he didn't say it like that. Instead, he said, you're not wrong. I'm 23. Yeah, he does oh, I love when he says that. Yeah, he says you're not wrong. But he says, wrong, like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, we walked into Glenn's studio. I was like, so where's Kyle? He's like, no, I am Kyle. <laughs> I am Kyle. 
<laughs> that's pretty great. That's pretty great. Now I love that dude. I love Kyle. I you know he isn't. I don't think he's ever gotten me anything for Christmas. <laughs> but that's okay because we don't really pay him, so it all it all comes out in the wash. All right. So Glenn, what do you have on your show coming up this week? We mentioned you had Dempsey today. Yeah, I had Dempsey today. Um, tomorrow we're gonna do a thing. Uh, so you know, Michael Jackson, the former Ravens receiver, passed away last. I saw week. that. Yeah. Um, you know, and and for a lot for like this generation of Baltimore football fans. That's that's the wide that's receiver. That's the first unit. memory yeah. that you have. Sure, you know what I mean. Like you don't have any Colts memories. The first memory you have is they weren't very good, but they were a lot of fun because they scored a ton of points yes. because they had Vinny and Michael Jackson and Derek Alexander, and no lead was safe. Yeah. Oh, correct. They <laughs> built up these massive leads at the half against good teams like the Forty ers and right. they ended up losing in the second half. Uh, on tomorrow's show, we're going to have both Vinny Testaverde and Derek Alexander. Oh, that's awesome, man! To talk about Michael Jackson. Very cool. So, very cool. Nice. You know, I I I was too. I didn't cover obviously those teams because I was like 14, 15 years old right. at that point. So I don't I don't know those guys as well. So I I couldn't really do any any dignity to talking about Michael Jackson. Like sure. I could talk about how much fun it was to watch him play because it right. really was. It was the one thing that was fun about those first couple of years. Right. Was they would throw the ball a lot. And they were good. Michael Jackson and Derek Alexander were both really good. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to invite those guys on to yeah. sort of talk about Michael Jackson. So tomorrow we're going to do so that. So that. that's like us. When some old guy dies, we call in our dad and say, hey, tell us it, about this guy because yeah. we, we know his highlights. We right. want to know about the guy. I don't really. Like, I, I had no con. When Art Donovan passed away, I had a few daunting days, like, on the radio. Art Donovan was one of those days because, like, I know Art Donovan, but I know Art Donovan, the guy that, right. like, you could go over to the golf course and crack a beer with. Or he's on David Letterman. Right. Or the guy on Letterman. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't know Art Donovan, the football player. Sure. Yeah. So that was tough because you needed to try to – I couldn't add any context to that. And Art Donovan was a god in this town. Right. So that was a tough day. Um you know, I've I've had a couple of those where someone's passed away that I just haven't been able to offer any any context about them. You know, even Earl when Earl died, like again, what I knew of Earl was the the the, the woman right. with the tomatoes. Yeah, you the, know, the, like, the tomato or the or the kicking dirt on on the home plate. That's right. that's what you know. Yeah, or or sit around and wait for the three run homer. Like, <laughs> right, I, right, I exactly. Knew Earl isms, and I had talked to Earl, but I didn't know about Earl Weaver. I hadn't covered him. Right, I hadn't. You know, so you really need to dig in. Right, you know, he and Palmer hated each other. You right, didn't know really what right, that meant. Right. So, um, so yeah. So that's we're gonna do that tomorrow. Uh, the rest of the week. What are we doing the rest of the week? I don't know. Kyle never plans out the rest of the week. We're gonna do, we're gonna try to do something for Towson Lacrosse. I'm really excited about Towson Lacrosse. They're really good. They're really. I don't think people realize how good they are. I think they think this is just a nice story. They're really good. Hmm. They could beat Syracuse easily on Sunday. Not easily. They could beat Syracuse on Sunday. They're a threat to win a national championship. And I don't think people understand that. I wouldn't pick them to win. They're not a favorite, but they're a threat to win a national championship. So we're going to try to do something for them because I want people to know this is legit what they're doing. It's amazing what Sean Nadlin's done with that program um, as they go into the round of eight this weekend. So we'll do something with them this week. And we'll do something Preakness this week. Right. I think maybe Todd Pletcher, who's the trainer of uh, Always Dreaming, will probably end up with on, on with us at some point this week. We'll try to do that as well. Very cool. Um, and well, you know, Orioles. Uh, right. Sort of yeah, depends hopefully, on I have a win to talk Actually, about. I, I heard a rumor that Robert Andino might be joining us this week. Ooh. And, you know, who doesn't love Robert? Where, where is he now? He's, he's in, the, not only is he in Norfolk. Right? He's killing it. He's their cleanup hitter. Yeah. 
I mean, he's old guy, David Ortiz. Go figure that. Why right? not? DH Byron forever. Is their cleanup hitter. At <laughs> you know what? If you enjoy playing baseball, why not play hey man, until I'm, forever? I'm all for it. So yeah. I think he's going to join us. Or I, they told us it was either going to be Andino or Chris Lee. So I'm good with either one. Sure. All right. Well, now we can either wrap up the show or we can praise Jeter, Jeter more like ESPN. Who? Uh, <laughs> Who? You must have not turned on the TV yesterday. <laughs> It was, I was, it I was, was at Funland yesterday. Funland sounds way better than. <laughs> I like. I I don't have a beef with Derek Jeter. No, you know that's I mean? the like, one. Would that's the one Yankee we're Jeter. all okay yeah, with. Right? Like we're all good with him. I but guess. yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a bit much. Don't worry. <laughs> or, don't. They're going to be doing that with Aaron Judge for the next. So just be prepared for to have. And Aaron don't worry. Judge David David Ortiz throat. came out today and said I would like the same exact treatment. So we. David Ortiz really wants us to pretend like he didn't do steroids. <laughs> like he is so desperate to right. make it so that he never used steroids, and like he no. should be. He's he's the hero that that. Yeah. that and by the way, Derek Jeter might have done steroids too. I'm I'll be the guy. You know, like all of them probably. Or, probably is the wrong thing to say. Any of them could have done steroids. <laughs> did, any of them could have. Did you read this, the uh, article this week about Jeter and his lists? I think it was. It, Maybe it was A-Rod, one of the guys that keeps lists or that carries in his pocket about who he wants to apologize to. Really? I haven't yeah. heard that. I'll, I'll find it for well, you. Who does Derek Jeter need to apologize I, I, I think it was to. A-Rod. I think I'm getting the two mixed up. I remember Luke Scott kept a little notepad in the dugout. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> well, that was like like whatever. <laughs> that, was, that was more of a, I think, a Billy Madison situation. <laughs> guys that he was going to have it out with years later. Where's, I always like Luke. Luke and where I got is along Luke Scott really well. now? Uh, I saw him play in Tampa. I like Luke. Luke's a, I mean, he's insane. I mean, he's legitimately insane. But it's sort of like the way that your uncle's insane. Right. And you like him anyway. <laughs> like, you know, I know this guy's crazy, but he's my crazy, and I just sort of deal with him. He's currently an infielder for the Buffalo Bisons. For real? He's still playing? Uh, <laughs> he's, according to Wikipedia. Holy crap. What, what are the Buffalo Bisons? Yeah, what are they affiliated with? I'm trying to find out. It's it's always a lot of tension when the uh, I'm hoping, aren't I'm hoping, playing. I'm hoping the Mets because I'd like to see him and Tebow together. Uh, Blue Jays affiliate, AAA. All right. It, you I know, can't that's, believe he's playing baseball again. That's a actual normal like AAA affiliate. Like Buffalo, that Toronto, might have been that's reasonable we'll distance. See. It's not like these California teams with East Coast minor league teams. Right. That's actually a reasonable one. Yeah, he, uh, he might not still be on this roster anymore. By the way, looking. so I, I I was said I was in Williamsport this weekend. You know they're playing a Major League Baseball game in Williamsport this year. A, a, I, a, a regular season game? A is regular there, season is, game between the Cardinals and Pirates. It, is, is in there, the Little League field? Not in the Little League field. <laughs> <Is there, laughs> that would be is amazing. Is it military? There's a, no, it's not military. It's just the kids that are in the Little League World Series are going to be able to go to the game. That's, I, I that's cool. I'm stadium. cool with that. Is it it's, a real stadium? It's a minor league stadium. It's a single A team. It's not even as nice as like Frederick. Wow. It's, it's not even that nice. Um, who's playing? It's the Cardinals and the Pirates, and the deal is like they're going to have the major league players go to the little league facility during the day, and then at night all the little league kids and their families are going to be able to come over to the game, and they're the only people that can get in. That's cool. I like this stuff that baseball's doing, like I, the military game. I suggested they, that they like, played a. They played a preseason game at the Naval Academy. Right. I wish that was a regular season game, but it's it. still something. One of those it's, it's every fun. year. Yeah. Do one of those every year. It's different. That I'm nerdy. I, I think into. you kind of take it a step further. I think you play a game at the AAA affiliate, so that way, or one of your minor league team players. I hear you. I so think that it, way you I get that, that gets old quick. I think you. I think you can rotate it. You got like four minor league affiliates. You rotate it around one game a year. Then it helps. In that town, like Norfolk, become Oriole fans. 
Let me give more. you the crazy idea that I've had for a long time. And I, I probably shouldn't give it away because I think it's money. I idea. hope it's to cancel the All-Star game because oh, I'm all for that, that means too. means cancel the All-Star game. It's terrible. It's actually All-Star week. I think that the Orioles should have all of their minor league teams play a game at Delmarva and do like a beach convention, like a, a summer fan fest. With like okay. a, with like a round-robin tournament like no, of, of the minor league teams. No, not no, that. No, you want just, them to play real games? I, like I want them to all play a game at Delmarva that week. Like pick each team yeah. every day plays a game. And so like it's, it's all-star week. You're not going to miss any Orioles games anyway. Yeah. You do like a fan fest event at the convention center in Ocean City during the week. Well, you bring in former right. players. Like do the Ravens do their little Ravens Correct. And you make day. it like a Orioles summer convention week in Ocean City and then like have buses that will drive you to Delmarva to watch the minor league games. I'm, the I'm cool with that. You saw that. Organize that thing. Let's get yeah. that going. It's something <laughs> yeah. I've been sitting on for a long right. time. I like that. Like, That's cool. I think it would be a lot of fun. Box can put that together. I think we, re- well, I think we need a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> like, there would be yeah, a lot of people just, above us. Just send Stan yeah, out there. He'll yeah, take right. care of it. Right. Say so you, you get a clipboard, clipboard and just coordinate it. One of the other cool things that Major League Baseball is doing this year, as we're speaking about cool little changes, is the week after the All-Star game where they're changing batting practice. So the home team bats second. So that the so that like we never get to see the Orioles right. do batting practice. The week after the All Star game. Or it might be the series after the All Star game. That weekend. They're flipping it. Huh. So so the home fans can see the home team take batting practice. Were they doing a thing for a little while where season ticket holders could get in? Yeah, like thirty minutes early or something. And watch and watch the you would home see team. like the very end. Okay. Yeah. But you'd have to get there like two. You'd have to get there like two and a half hours early to see right. it. Here right. you're talking about get there an hour early. Is there you get a competitive to advantage to doing batting practice first? I think the fact that you get to go rest and relax. Yeah. Yeah, they get so. to go back to the locker room and chill. I think but that's I why think they're a lot of guys. They just don't like sitting around that long. Right. Like they'd, they'd sort of just be like, let's just go play. Right. I imagine yeah. if, if you're. Bad in practice is second. You get to come in a little later. Yeah, you don't have to be there until like three thirty and so right. to be in. That's interesting. So I don't know. I think it's cool they're doing something yeah, it's good for, for the, fans. the fans. Right, I agree. That's good for the fans. And I, I like I like yeah. this little baseball thinking differently. And that doesn't mean just getting rid of the stupid walk rule thing. <laughs> by the way, uh, so. Luke Scott was released by the Blue Jays in two, ah. August two thousand fifteen. Ah, we'll always. And he has some very interesting things to say about President Obama's birth certificate. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> he does. He, Dude, he's he, legitimately he, insane. <laughs> but again. It's it's that insane where you're like, oh, but he's harmless. It's like when you know you've got a cousin who's racist, and you're like, I, okay, I know, and I'm not telling you I'm okay with it. I'm just telling you, like, he's not that racist. Like, right. He's still fun to be around. Yeah, it's tough. It's real tough. All right, so how does Matt normally end these shows? Um, Head on over to uh, iTunes. Like, like, like us on Facebook where you can check out the video. Go on to iTunes and give us a review. We've got a new review. I just forgot to pull it up, so we'll read that next week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Section336Show. Yep. You can follow Glenn on Twitter. Glenn, what's your Twitter? At Glenn Clark Radio. There you go. All right, and you can follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Rohde. And I am at Josh Soroka on Twitter. Yes. All right, and I think that's all he says. <laughs> Are we right? waiting for affirmation? No. I, I'm, go O's. I'm, I, I don't do he this He says close. go O's and then you hit the button. No, I think I hit the button and then he says go O's. Either way, go O's. Hopefully <laughs> don't. Let's win a game this week. Seriously. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.